Hey Church, um, bringing you the message today from the church foyer and we're following the series As God Moves and uh, today we're looking at um, being transformed. So as God moves, we are transformed and we're following on from what Mark spoke about last week. Uh, he started in Ephesians 4, we're going to continue on in Ephesians 4. So I might pray. And then we'll read it, get get stuck into it, and then um, I'll tell you a little bit more about why I chose to to, to stand in front of this uh, artwork because that verse is um, on point. It's, it's relevant for what we're talking about today. So let's pray. Heavenly Father, thank you for your love. Thank you for the opportunity to share from your word. Speak to us now, Lord. We pray. We pray that it will be a message that uh, really sinks in, a message that will really motivate us and change us and encourage us to, to live the way uh, you've asked us to live. Thank you for Paul and his writings and the way that that uh, nurtures our Christian uh, way of life. But Father God, I pray for each and everyone who hears the message today um, will be uh, transformed by the Holy Spirit will be transformed um, by the fact that they are just enriched by your love and that will just overflow in their life. And we pray all this in Jesus' name. Amen. Now as I mentioned, we're going to look at Ephesians 4. Oops. So Ephesians 4 and we're looking at verse 17 and I'm reading from the New Living Translation. So Ephesians 4. 17 to the end of the chapter, which is verse 32. The heading in my Bible says, Living as children of light. With the Lord's authority, I say this live no longer as Gentiles do, for they are hopelessly confused. Their minds are full of darkness, they wander far from the life God gives because of their closed minds and hardened hearts against Him. They have no sense of shame. They live for lustful pleasure and eagerly practice every kind of impurity. But that isn't what you've learnt about Christ. Since you have heard about Jesus and have learned the truth that comes from him, throw off all the old sinful nature, your former way of life, which is corrupt by lust and deception. Instead, let the Spirit renew your thoughts and attitudes. Put on your new nature created to be like God, truly righteous and holy. So stop telling lies. Let us tell our neighbours the truth, for we are all parts of the same body. And don't sin by letting anger control you. Don't let the sun go down while you are still angry, for anger gives a foothold to the devil. If you are a thief, quit stealing. Instead, use your hands for good, hard work. And then give generously to others in need. Don't use foul or abusive language. Let everything you say be good and helpful. So your words will be an encouragement to those who hear them. And do not bring sorrow to God's spirit by the way you live. Remember, he has identified you as his own. Guaranteeing that you will be saved on the day of redemption. Get rid of all bitterness, rage, anger, harsh words and slander, as, they, as well as the top, all types of evil behaviour. Instead, be kind to each other, 
tender-hearted, forgiving one another, just as God, through Christ, has forgiven you. Do you guys like um, those renovation shows? Those flip shows where they, they go into the house and it's all ruined and wrecked and, and it's not really livable. And they sort of buy them for a good price and then over the, the, over the show, we see them renovating and, and, and normally knocking down walls and opening it right up and brand new kitchen and bathroom and all sorts of stuff. And then at the end of the show, you get to see the transformation from what it was to what it is now. And then they make, they make heaps of money on the profit because it, it's, it's livable, it looks nice, it works, it's, it's, it's a beautiful house to live in, whereas before, it wasn't. I love those shows because I think I love seeing the before and after or The Biggest Loser. You remember that show? I used to love that, especially when it first came out, because it was a bit of a novelty here in Australia. You know, you have big guys and, and big girls who need to lose weight, and I, I, can, I can relate. But I used to love the transformation that they went through. They trained hard, they, they got on to, onto these really good diets, they got a lot of information and a lot of help. And you see from what they were to what they became at the end of the show. And it was this amazing transformation. Similar to what's happening here in Ephesians chapter 4, 17 to 30. You see, when we first come into living as, as Christians, as we first enter this relationship with God, and I know for a lot of you who hear this, you, you're, you're there. You have this relationship. And maybe you're still, for some of you, you're still sorting that out. Paul's writing is, at this stage in Ephesians chapter 4, it's a, the real practical aspects now of Christian life. See, 1, 2, and 3 chapters, they're sort of setting the scene of, of the gospel. Setting the scene of what Jesus has done. Now we're into verse chapter 4, sorry. And now we're looking at the practical aspects of living that now. Mark spoke last week about the unity for the church to be living in unity. You know, we're different parts, but we all work together. And today, uh, Paul's urging the listeners to get rid of the old nature, or if in some ways get rid of the old clothing, old sinful way, and to put on the new one. The new clothing, the new nature, the new way of life, or living in the light as opposed to living in the dark. You see, Ephesians give us examples of that. Um, you know, right at the start, verses 1, uh, sorry, verses 17, 18, 19, all spell out the stuff that happens in that. And we know that. You know, living in a sinful way, giving in to sinful desires, all that sort of stuff. And then, once it gets to verse 20, it's telling us that we need to put on a new way of life. You know, if we, it keeps going. If we're telling lies, stop telling lies. If we're stealing, stop stealing. What, what needs to happen is what's going on inside us needs to reflect 
on the outside. I remember when Scott spoke about the the clothing, uh, about the, the dead clothing and, and the, the smell and the stank and that, you know, when we put on the new clothing, it, it, there's this freshness, there's this, there's this new life to it. And, and it's almost a very similar theme to what Scott was talking about before. But I want to share with you guys uh, a personal story about Ephesians chapter 4, 17, 32. Because um, last week I got some news and it, was, it really made me really angry, really cranky. I was really, uh, really annoyed about it. And it was one of, those to- one of those moments where you carry that annoyance. It's not like, oh, I was cranky for five minutes and got over it. No, I was cranky for days. And last Sunday at church we had the, our As God Moves meeting or AGM. And it was great. It was the bars around the church. We got to see the different ministries. Uh, it was amazing. But you know what? I came, I came still carrying this, this bitterness, this anger. And the time wasn't great. Because the church it was, it was really buzzing and I was inside was just awful. I had just I just didn't want to be there. Anyway, um, throughout the, the service and 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 the, the sermon really hit home and it was really good to see faces behind the ministry and we we keep praying for the ministries of our church. But something happened and it really, really upset me. It really upset me, and I won't go into detail, but it, it, it really fueled the rage that was going on for me inside. And I remember just sort of taking a bit of a break and just sitting in the in the, in the seat, and um, I just remember like just having really short of patience. You know, when people come up to me and I would speak to them, but I was inside, I was like, can you stop speaking to me, you know? And that's like, that's no offence to anyone, that's just how I was feeling. It was what was going on inside me. I was, I was carrying this weight of anger and bitterness. Surprise, surprise, is that's what I'm speaking on, about letting all that stuff go. Anyway, that was on Sunday, and then on Monday I purposely wanted to really hit home for this message. So I put the Bible down on the kitchen table, my notebook, which has fallen on the ground, and I wanted to just get stuck into the Word and really nail this message because I felt like I was under attack. I felt like that's what I needed to do. And I don't know about you guys, but whenever you're carrying this anger, and then you go to sit down and study the Bible, they clash. And I remember thinking, oh, maybe I need to ring Scott, or maybe I need to ring Mark, and, or maybe both, and then just unload and, and I'll do something. I can't, I can't write a message and share honestly from my heart to yours about God's Word when I'm carrying this anger. So it was all like almost being back at school. So I just forced myself to start reading the Bible. Or in school, reading the textbook, you know, or whatever it might be. And I started reading and I read through it and I read through it again. And then by the third time I read through it, 
I remember even getting up from the table and just standing and I was fuming because I was battling with what was going on here and I was battling with what was going on in here. I was so angry I had to stand up and walk away from the table. And then I remember this voice like it was, it was very, very clear and I, I identified it as God. And he said, why are you so angry? And I let rip. I told that voice of God exactly why I was angry. I went into detail and I told him this, this and this and this. Okay, so if you got that and this person really annoyed me really got up my skin and I was still angry about it I was holding on to it and in that moment I heard God say to me forgive that person forgive them I've been hanging on to this for, for probably close to a week by this point and God is asking me to forgive them. I remember looking outside. So my kitchen table is here and it looks outside. It depends which way you're sitting. I can look outside. And I remember it's almost like God was pointing at me as that you forgive that person. And standing in the kitchen, I did that. I forgave that person and the tears started flooding and the anger started to disappear and it was almost like a weight was lifted you know you guys know that type of feeling and it was so it was so real for me because I was battling and I was battling because I thought how can I preach when I'm carrying this how can I honestly stand before the congregation and share honestly from God's word when I'm not, I'm not in tune with it? And God was teaching me exactly what I'm trying to teach you. You see, there's no way in my capacity that I would forgive that person. But it was in, in and through God that I had the strength through the Holy Spirit, living in the Holy Spirit, in the new, that I had the opportunity to go, I'll forgive that person. That person hasn't asked for forgiveness. That person probably doesn't even realize that they offended me or hurt me or whatever. But you know what? I've forgiven them. And there's so much power in that. Right at the end of our, our um, reading today. What does it say? Let me get it. It says this. Get rid of all bitterness, rage, anger, harsh words and slander, as well as all types of evil behaviour. Instead, be kind to each other, tender-hearted, forgiving one another, just as God through Christ has forgiven you. I can't honestly stand before a congregation knowing that I'm being forgiven 
by God. And I celebrate that every day. When I'm hanging on to bitterness and anger about someone who I, I need to forgive. And maybe you're in a similar situation where you feel it difficult to forgive someone. You feel it difficult to move from your old nature to the new nature. And I always get this image of myself. And I put myself in this situation. Whereas I know that I'm loved by God. And I know that I've been saved by Jesus Christ. And I've accepted that. And I'm living for that. And so I'd like to say that I've stepped over into the new nature of living. And then almost like being made new, I put on these new clothing. And I'm, I'm standing proud and I'm wearing these new clothing and this is my new Adidas shirt, whatever it might be. And then I'm standing proud, but all of a sudden I've realised I've half stepped back over here. And my foot and half of myself is in the old nature. And it's hanging on to stuff I shouldn't be hanging on to. And it's dwelling in the stuff that I shouldn't be dwelling into. And it's like for us as Christians, I don't know about if you could do this, but you put on the new clothing, you stand proud, but you don't let anyone... It's almost like we're, we're putting on this image of Christianity, but inside we're really struggling. We're wrestling with our old nature. And I know I'm not the only one that does that, you know. And so let, let this be an encouragement to you. And as you stand, maybe you're standing one foot in each side. Maybe you're on, you, you go gangbusters for the Lord, you know, and, and the Holy Spirit is just pouring out of you, and, I, and that's great. Or maybe you're on this side where you're, you're not sure if you're in your new nature. You're stuck in this, this old nature. Let me encourage you. God wants you to be there. And he's done everything in his power to get you there. All you have to do is accept Jesus as your Lord and Saviour. The other really thing that I um, learned from this, this um, reading was, uh, I'm going to read it out, the message version. And um, it's that verse just before what I read. It's, it's uh, Ephesians 4, verse 30. And this is, we're reading from the, the message uh, translation. It says, don't grieve God. Don't break his heart. His Holy Spirit moving and breathing in you is the most intimate part of your life. Making you fit for himself. Don't take such a gift for granted. Powerful words. And I always just get this image, you know, like in, even in my own life, with times where I'm on this side. And the Holy Spirit is, oh, I'm grieving the Holy Spirit. And it's almost like it's been ripped out of me. And it's been stretched and it's torn. It's over here. And I need to move to that point when then I can then receive the Holy Spirit. You know what I'm saying? There's this, when we're not in, in tune with our Lord, when we're not in tune with the Holy Spirit, there's grief involved. 
God's grieving us because he wants to be in relationship with us. We're his children. He wants us to live in the light. He's organised for us to live in the light. But he's given us this free will, this free choice to choose. But man, he is rooting for us to be on this side in relationship with him. And I know when I've gone uh, times without reading the word or praying or, or being in tune with the Lord, there's this riff. And I didn't realise until now that I very rarely say to the Holy Spirit, I love you, Holy Spirit. I can identify with loving God and loving Jesus, but I find it difficult to identify with loving the Holy Spirit. And it's not until you have come back into the, the fold with the Holy Spirit that you realise how much you missed it. You see, I, I always get this image of God and Jesus rooting for us to get back with the Holy Spirit because that's what he's left us. That is part of him. That is him in a spiritual form. Maybe that's touched the nerve for you too. Maybe we need to get in touch with our Holy Spirit. Maybe we need to, to love the Holy Spirit more because that is God. That's what he's left us so that when we move to this new nature, man, we can really live in that in that nature, because that gives us the power to forgive people who we don't really want to forgive. It gives us the power to stop lying or to stop stealing or to stop lusting or to stop whatever it might be for us. The Spirit gives us the power to do that, to live in the light. Romans 12, 2. This artwork is a beautiful painting of a, a butterfly and a number of years ago we did the transformation series and this artwork came out of that. And I'm going to finish with Romans 12 too because again it talks about transformation and that's probably one of the best images you can have of a transformation. A grub turns into this beautiful butterfly. And that's the image that we get of us from our old nature to our new nature, from a grub to a butterfly. Let me read Romans uh, 12, 2, and then we'll finish with that, I think. Romans 12, 2, it says this. Don't copy the behaviour and customs of this world, but let God transform you into a new person by changing the way you think. Then you will learn to know God's will for you, which is good and pleasing and perfect. Let me read that again. Don't copy the behaviour and customs of the world, but let God transform you into a new person. The transformation... As God moves, we are transformed, is all part of God's plan. If God is moving, we can't be standing still in that. We've got to move with that. We've got to be transformed in that. And as Christians, it's not a one transformation and I'm done. It is a continuing transformation of, of living out this Holy Spirit. Because the Holy Spirit doesn't want us to live mundane lives. The Holy Spirit equips us to live bold and courageous lives. 
I don't know about you, but when I'm living in the Spirit, I'm doing things that I probably would not choose to do. It gives me strength, it gives me power, it gives me boldness and courage to, to share the gospel, to live out the gospel, to, to forgive people. It gives, me, um, it gives me power to overcome sin, it gives me power to, to, to walk in the light rather than the dark. And that's my prayer for our, us as a church, for you individually, is to walk in the light, to be transformed by God through the Holy Spirit in which we love. Let me pray for us. Lord, thank you for your love. Thank you for the, the, the word which guides us and directs us and kind of pushes us and leads us into, um, into the calling, into what you've asked us to do as, as your children. Now, you are a good good father and you want the best for your kids and the best for your kids is to live in a relationship and to be close a close knit with you living in the light putting on that new nature getting rid of that old nature and the old sinful ways but to live in peace to live with tender heart to live with a with a focus of forgiveness with a focus of love. And Lord, let this message rain through the hearts of people of Penrith, perhaps. Let it rain through the, the people who are listening, wherever they're listening. And Father, uh, let your love overflow. So there's no doubt, when people see us, when people hear about us, when people know us, they know we belong to you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.